Howdy. And Ruben. G'day. Gentlemen, let's uh, kick off straight away with what we're drinking. Um, I have opened another bottle of Kraken recently, so that is going down very nicely. Excellent. Um, what are you drinking there, Lachlan? Uh, mate, I'm on the uh, on the GNTs again, uh, so that's on a uh, Italian blood orange, I think it may be from memory. Ooh, blood orange. Yep, not too Sounds bad. Nice. How about you, Ruben? Uh, last week I had the Castle Grain and the Merlot from the Castle Grain wineries, and this week I'm trying the Shiraz, which I haven't tested before. So, mm. how's it going? Do you smell essence of chocolates and <laughs> Scandinavian butterfly and all those things? Or what do you, what do you smell? Like? Definitely, you definitely taste the Scandinavian Navian butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. Very nice, very nice. Well, I reckon we jump straight in because I am keen. So, um, we're up to number 18. Uh, so, I'll just read that and then we'll discuss. So, 18. When the raven croaks with evil omen, let not the impression carry you away, but straightway distinguish in your own mind and say, these portents mean nothing to me but only to my bit of a body or my bit of a property or name or my children or my wife. But for me, all omens are favorable if I will for whatever the issue may be, it is in my power to benefit therefrom. Is that what mm. yours says? Cause mine has to put benefit. Yeah. yeah. What's put yeah. benefit? Yeah. <laughs> PT. PT is always a benefit, right? To personally train benefit for it. Therefore, to, I don't, I don't know, know what put, it's but yes, yeah. that I might be that's a, just like a typo. <laughs> I think it might be a typo, but it's funny that we've all got the same typo. Yeah. Well, we've got the same version for yeah. this round. So. I reckon it's just two benefit there from. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, uh, uh, does anyone know what portents are? Portents. That's um tents portents. for poor people. Rather than rich tents. <laughs> boom boom. <That's> right. <laughs> He's here all night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've looked it up. It says a sign or warning. So these signs or warnings mean nothing to me, is what he's saying. Nice. Mm. Um, Lachlan, did you ever play World of Warcraft? No, I did not. Uh, there was a joke in there about tents. Do you remember it, Ruben? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, so the guy runs around. Good joke. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm with one, I'm a TP. I'm with one, I'm a TP. I said, relax, man, you're too tense. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a tense joke for the night. <laughs> it is, but I didn't write it. It's uh, back from the old Warcraft days. <laughs> so, uh, ravens croaking. I'm going to share something. So, often now when I see ravens, because I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla so much. I knew you were going to say this. As soon as I see them, I'm like, oh, there's Moonen. <laughs> I just <laughs> and I wind down my window as I'm driving and go hey <laughs> and just call out to him just you know why not um, so but I've not heard a raven croak I, uh, oh surely you have you'd be familiar with that sound it's, it's, it's like ravens and crows the same sort of thing right you'd have heard a crow for sure oh crows yeah yeah um, there's, there's several jokes about the call of the, the, the raven like one is when they go ah this that they never got back to noah yeah so <laughs> when he when he when he let the uh the, the raven out of the window it never came back so they're still flying around looking for it that's right, one i'm joke. just gonna make i'm just gonna make another mark because you're coming up to your uh, joke limit real quick <laughs> well here's, here's the capital here's the final one and the other one is it's so bloody hot in australia they keep flying around going Ark. <laughs> yeah, <I'll pay> that. <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway um so when a crow sorry when a raven croaks with evil omen uh let not impressions carry you away but straight away distinguish in your own mind and say this means nothing to me so what, what's the australian equivalent of that what well, a bad omen yeah oh, modern day is it australian a with no beer like what is it? Yeah, maybe probably going to be. Or I can't think of one. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I'm really 
I don't believe in superstition at all, right? Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't really think, it, I can't think of anything. <laughs> That's mm. simple, so I, I think it's like uniquely Australian, but. Well, I, I like using the term around the office as much as I can. What could go wrong? I say that all the time. Who hate it? <laughs> yeah. 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 You're calling, that, uh, yeah, calling it down. Well, well, one one week, one week on a Friday afternoon, I'm going, oh, next week we should be back to full strength. We should have everyone on deck. What could go wrong, right? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, someone dislocated their uh, shoulder over the weekend and someone else got COVID or something. So we... <laughs> so by Monday morning, that's that's what it played out. The, the, they'll all be blaming you then, is what you're saying. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. So that's, close. that's pretty close to a bad omen. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I, I've I've often, um, not often, a few times I've had a dream and that's made me change something. Mm. Um, but yeah, like a bird making a noise or a cat crossing out. Actually, Ruben, we have to the cat story. Remember the cats? <laughs> we had a matrix moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do you want to explain it, Ruben? That was funny. Oh, it was well, nine o'clock at night. So it was dark. We're driving back from a basketball game, and um, as we come around this corner, two cats run out in front of the car at the same time. One went under the front tire, and went under the rear tire. So, oh wow! Actually, I don't know which tire they went, but we hit both of them. <laughs> two cats are running, and we're coming around a bend, and somehow we hit both the cats. It was like dug, dug. <laughs> they were chasing each other. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so did you did you have a, a trinity in the car who was asking you hang on was it the same cat or two cats that looked very similar <laughs> it was very strange because <laughs> it just seemed like deja vu immediately <laughs> poor yeah. little buggers but uh, had no chance like they were just a write off so timing God. yeah anyway mm. so that could be an omen 14 years of unlucky if you get two of them or maybe it multiplies <laughs> seven by seven or something. I thought so, it's just breaking not, mirror, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but this, I guess, this makes a lot of sense to us because we're not really a superstitious culture. You know, we we wouldn't really think about this too much. We just read it and go, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Um, my uh, my wife's side of the family they're they're Greek and they are big on superstition, and so. Uh, um, so I, I, I hear of things um, quite frequently and then I'm, I'm a bit like Rube, so I'll, I'll call it down <laughs> upon me because I don't believe in it. So I'll, I'll, I'll happily kind of uh, um, call it out. But I, but I do hear a lot about superstition and I could understand um, from from their sort of background or what have you, um, them taking heed of something like this. Uh, particularly, I remember my wife's grandma, super superstitious about stuff and things like that. I could see how they would feel affected by it, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, though. Like, for us, for most of us, um, we'd probably look at this, though, and just logically go, it's just a, it's just a bird. You know, it's uh, yep. not a big deal. But it's well, funny, though, because he, he sort of says, like, don't let the impression carry you away. But at the same time, he is sort of saying, but I accept the fact that something bad's going to happen to me. So, so it's kind of like... <laughs> yeah, he's not... I, I agree. I don't think he's rejecting the uh, the omen. Yeah. Because um, his res- his responses are all omens will be favourable if I will. And he goes on to say because um, it, it's in my power to benefit from them. He's basically yeah. saying but something bad's going to happen, but if you have the right mindset, you won't freak out about it, you won't panic, and when it happens, you'll find a way to benefit from it. Yeah, just turn that frown <laughs> upside down. You'd be right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I think the other word for it is whistling past the graveyard. it reminds Um, me of a stoic quote i can't recall who said it but it's that um he who suffers before it is necessary suffers more than necessary it's sort of that mentality yeah Yeah. i think that sums it up yeah nice okay well if you're happy we will continue yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think well, to just wrap up on that one though too though like I think he just um he's just accepting it as well like in the sense that you know you can um it's a bit like we talked about last week as well I think with the you know if you're given a part to play it's up to you how the how you play that part you can make something good out of a bad lot if you know what I mean um if you want to kind of 
put your mind to it say you know you know even if you're going to get adversity you can still push yourself past that and i don't know get yourself back into a good spot i suppose but so you're saying the difference between adversity and disaster is your attitude towards it i i think that's what he's sort of saying is like even if you do get a bad omen i can change my luck by my attitude and my my mindset um it's not saying he's going to avoid it completely but i think he's just saying he can pick himself back up from whatever it is and um and see his way through there, there was some other stoic and i can't remember <clears throat> which one it is um and he got um expelled from the country like multiple times or something like that and lost everything you know three times still maintained his mindset um it's another one of these ancient philosophers Cicero. I I won't remember it even okay. if you tell me it won't come to me but um but yeah so i think that's just what it's about is just setting yourself so that you can you can overcome it there's another one is there's the modern guys that that uh, ryan holiday you know he's got that book uh was it the obstacle is the way because i think he's borrowed yeah. that from the marcus aurelius sort of side of things and he's know, got heaps of books man i was at dimmicks on um that was a couple of days ago and um I was picking up a copy of the Iliad <laughs> and um, I saw his books. He had like seven or eight of them there. Like, wow. Mm. So he put a lot out. Yeah, but I think that was one of his big ones that he released was that the obstacles the way. I think that was from one of the uh, Marcus Aurelius things about, um, yeah. you know, um, if you overcome that obstacle, you wind up being stronger because you've been tested and that's how you become a better person, a stronger person from, from facing adversity. Yep cool okay well um let's continue so 19 you can be invincible if you never enter a contest where victory is not in your power beware then that when you see a man raised to honor or great power or high repute you do not let your impression carry you away for if the reality of good lies in what is in our power there is no room for envy or jealousy and you will not wish to be praetor or prefect or council, but to be free. And there is but one way to freedom, to despise what is not in our power. <clears throat> I must admit, I battled a little bit with this one. <laughs> um, the first bit sounds a bit like uh, The Art of War. Hmm. So have either of you read that before? Uh, bits oh, and pieces, not the entirety here. Yeah. yeah, I read it, oh gosh, have to be 10 years ago, maybe. Mm. It feels like that. Um, yeah. And the only reason I knew to say um, Praetor is because of uh, HBO's Rome series. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw that word and I was like, oh, I never said that. <laughs> yeah, I think like he's starting off by just basically saying, you know, use your head and tackle what's within your power. And if, if you know, it's something that's outside of your power, maybe avoid it. So I know we've, um, sort of come across that avoiding thing a couple of times when we've, we've read some of the, um, Epictetus stuff. And that seems to be part of his doctrine, I guess, you know, that you can avoid certain things if, if you want to. And so I think it's yeah. kind of speaking to that. If it's within your power, go for it. And, um, but if it's outside of your power, then, I don't know, think about it. Do you really want to? Do you really want to do that? I think isn't it earlier we talked. There was a passage where um, he was saying you become a slave if you want those things that other people have control over. Yeah, I, I think that's certainly what he's speaking to. Sort of in the yeah. in the end of that paragraph, for sure. Yeah. Um, you're making yourself a slave to the wants that are outside of your control. You know, you're never going to be happy. So if you want to be happy, you got to let them go. So you can be mentally free yeah um, what do you think rubes i'm yeah, i no, i agree with all that i think that's basically it's not repetitive i guess it's kind of it's that same theme again um don't don't go after what's not within your within your control mm-hmm. but what I, I found interesting was the second sentence beware then that when you see a man raised to honor or great power or high repute you do not let your impressions carry you away um I thought that was interesting. He's saying, well, and, and because, you know, because people can only really 
succeed in what's within their power, why don't get too excited about people who are really good at stuff? Is that is that kind of what he's saying? Like, I guess like you, you could say you could say why like I guess a modern version would be why why are you worshiping this LeBron James guy? I mean, yeah, he's a good basketball player. He's also six foot nine and built like a brick shit house. You know what I mean? He's got the <laughs> genetics for it. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, be 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 impressed by his his level of skill, but at, at the end of the mm. day, he's he's doing what's within his power. Yeah, I think it's also like because it immediately follows with "Don't be jelly." So I think it's that plus don't let um, jealousy or envy come in. Like, oh, I should be LeBron James. Why is he LeBron James and not me? You know. Well, that, that certainly picked up in that next sentence where it says, "You know, for the reality of good lies in what's in our power." And so it's yeah. yeah don't get don't get carried away with where that guy's power is at and where he what he's doing because what he's doing is somewhat irrelevant you know if you want to do something good have a look at what's within your power and do the best with what you can that's that's in your control i guess um yeah what's so- the point what's the point what's the point of getting envious or jealous or jealous over something that you were never ever going to be able to attain anyway well your- that, you know that- mm. That, that, that's that old saying, you know, comparison's a thief of joy, right? So um, that, that, that's exactly kind of what it is, right? You know, you're saying this guy's super successful and here am I, some schmuck, you know, working my ass off and not getting there. Why sweat it? It's a difference. It's two different things. Just look what, at what you got. What do you make of his... Sorry. What do you make of his statement where he says, for if the reality of good lies in what is in our power there is no room for envy or jealousy. What do you, th- what do you think that means? The, the, re- the reality of good lies in what is in our power. Do you think it's kind of what Rubes is talking about, like putting him on a pedestal and you're saying like he's good because he's up here and it's like, well, the reality is what you can do maybe? I don't know. Do you think, maybe, maybe. Do you think he's <laughs> saying what isn't good is things that are not in our power? Well, I'm, I'm interested. I, I find it interesting that he can, his conclusion is freedom comes from despising what is not in our power. Um, I don't know how much emphasis you want to place on the word despise. Because I, I think I'm on board with him when you say, if you were to say, you know, don't just disregard it and control your uh, your emotions when it comes to things that are outside your power. But to actually say that you despise things that are outside your power, that seems kind of petty and... Uh, almost small-minded because I might be reading it wrong, but to me, that would be like, uh, I don't know, like a, a, a really short dude just going, I hate basketball. It's shit. And LeBron James is an idiot. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause he's despising what's outside his power. Like that's, that's kind of the opposite. I'm, I'm assuming that's the opposite of what, um, <laughs> what he had in mind here. Because it's he's all about controlling your impression. It reminds me of that poem that I told you guys about last week. Did I have you check that out? No, I didn't, I didn't. The if one. Yeah, the if poem, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did actually, yeah. I think, I think there's a, a line in there. I'll probably get it wrong, but it's something along the lines of, and if you're met with disaster or, oh, what was the word, um, success or something like that, and you treat both of those impulses the same, then, then you're a man. It's something like that. Do you recall it? Uh... Yeah, something like that. I think that's it's the spirit of it is like fortune. I think it was fortune and disaster or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And and, um, and recognizing that both of them are impulses because both of them aren't in your power. Hmm. Um, just to put your mind at ease, Rubes, I looked up. I, I've kept a that reference that I found that compares the different translations. So I just pulled right. up um, one of the other translations. And the earlier translations, rather than despise, actually use the word um, disregard. Yeah, see, that gels a lot better. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Wow, what a difference a translation can make. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, funnily enough, okay, that because I've got four different versions, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the one, the one we generally are using on ours is a, um, a, a semi-modern one. There's another one that's more modern, which seems to put a very different spin on things. I wouldn't tend to look at that one. And then there's two earlier translations. The really early one actually uses a word contempt. So that is a bit more like despise, right? Mm. 
Yeah, um, yeah, a bit. Con- contempt for me, uh, it, it's almost like disgust. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, why would I? Why would I want to go and um, you know want that thing? You know, ugh. It, I it's suppose. So I suppose the other way to look at it is he's talking about dealing with what's within your own control. So if you're mm. to despise something that's outside your control, it's not to despise the person who has access to it, but it's just to despise it internally. So I, I guess that would be the way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, despise the fact that it's out of your control, maybe not the person yeah. that's wielding it. Um, yeah. Particularly, particularly when he's just said, basically spoke out against or trying to get people to avoid envy and jealousy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I wonder what he'd, I wonder what he'd say about the, uh, the way that the term privilege gets used these days. For sure. Yeah. I don't think he'd be a fan of that. <laughs> In fact, I'm sure he'd be a fan of that. Yeah, well, he, he's a man of modesty though too, right? So, uh, yeah. So, so I don't know. <laughs> I think you're, uh, I think you're muted oh, there too. I did just find that quote. I just put it on the screen. So it says, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. That's, that's right. That's yeah. part of the yeah. verse. Yeah. Um, and just before it, it said, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make your thoughts your own. So hmm. I think it's the same sort of um, feel that it's going for. Yeah. That for sure. Interesting. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Happy with that, guys? Yeah. Good. 20. Remember that foul words or blows in themselves are no outrage, but your judgment that they are so. So when anyone makes you angry, know that it is your own thought that has angered you. Wherefore, make it your first endeavor not to let your impressions carry you away. For if once you gain time and delay, you'll find it easier to control yourself. So this was very relevant for me this week, guys, if you remember when I sent you a message. I do recall. <laughs> yeah, how'd you go with those impressions, big man? You know, as uh that for everyone playing along at home, I was just getting a bit a bit frustrated with um a work colleague who was getting a bit a bit aggro and a bit bit feisty. And um I was getting uh, trying to trying to keep myself in check and not letting myself become a slave to their words. <laughs> did you? Okay. All jokes aside, did you like make a con- at some point make a conscious decision to try to apply some of this? Nah. Do you know what I I did afterwards? <laughs> I, was, I was I was I was cross with myself because I got worked up about it. All oh, right. Uh, and then I was just like reflecting on it afterwards and going, you know, this is exactly what we're what we're reading about. And I failed the test. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna treat this like um, what we were talking about last week and saying you need to exercise this practice, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I will be more conscious uh, next time and I'll be um, I'll be mentally ready to see to, to, play, to play the game. See, you're making a rookie error there. So my uncle, when I first started working for him, have to be 22 years ago, at his exhaust shop, one one Saturday, he pulled me aside and he said, never, ever pray for patience because your life will get harder. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, okay. my... um, Yeah, I had a minister say that to me once too. He's like, careful what you ask for. Think about all the ways <laughs> that uh, you can learn some of those things. <laughs> like you imagine imagine uh imagine asking uh to be less prideful some of the things that could happen to you to break down your pride <laughs> yeah ouch well um oh look i i equally have had challenges similar so um yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Look, all, all I thought about, you know, I guess it's like, you know, this sort of thing happens, and yeah, you know, they sort of have a have a crack at you or something like that. You know, don't let it anger you. Um, it's on you if you get fired up because because of whatever they're saying. Um, so um, you know, their words can't hurt you. Just uh, you can 
take it on without the emotion and, uh, and, and deal with the question or the problem in a rational and calm way. Right. Um, well, the, that's, yeah. that's, that's a theory, right? So the, the, <laughs> the slavery, right. the slavery quote, I have said to myself on multiple occasions this weekend, I, I, yeah. I got out of bed this morning thinking about some things that were frustrating me and I'm like, I'm not going to be a slave to that. And literally within 10 seconds, my mind's back there. Nice. Like, nope, nope, nope. Break it. I'm not going to say to that. And then, oh, it's just you get in this savage loop. And, I do. Uh, I do think that's an interesting question. I, I think we're going to have to have that conversation at some point, whether it's towards the end of the book, uh, as to whether, and, and once we've given it a go, um, does it work? Like, can, can you, like, can you really apply this? I know I'm going to have another chance to deploy this soon, Rubes. <laughs> so, uh, I'll let you know. I think I'm going to have ample opportunity to practice. So uh, yeah, me too. Because I'm because just as a preliminary thing, I think I've said this before. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical about the level of detachment that's required to implement this. Um, I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it can't work or shouldn't work. I'm just saying it's all like, or maybe it's one of those things where anything that's worth doing is really hard. So, um, yeah, I, I think that maybe might be a conversation we can have towards the you end. You know what? I'll it a go. I think you're right. And <clears throat> so Ryan Holiday, that dude we are talking about before, he talks about stoicism as having some solutions for professionals. Um, and that's why people like it. But I think if you follow stoicism all the way to its end, it's a career killer. Right. I, I think it'll actually make people if you actually really embrace stoicism and go all the way in then you stop caring about things out of your control and and when well, you're responsible for other people as a leader but you decide that those people's decisions and what they do is sometimes out of your control I, I don't think that's um, a, a, a recipe for career success it might be a, a recipe for peace and for tranquility Internal peace, yeah. but i don't think it's a recipe for career success what, what do you think I, I suspect i mean i'm just working this out right but i, I suspect that's a misconception of stoicism Ooh. um and because i've sort of have been tending to feel the same way right but um well and funnily enough just from listening to a few of um Ryan Holiday's things and his sort of spin on it. And I guess you could use Marcus Aurelius as the example, right? Um, Cause he was not detached from his people. Right. And even though he's sort of held up as, you know, a great stoic and well, great leader, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think if you're going to be that sort of great leader, you, you can't be like super, super detached. So I think sometimes it's about the spirit in which you implement this, and I think it's really hard when you read this stuff because it feels super cold sometimes. Um, and maybe, I know, like, you're right. Maybe, maybe the intention is that if you've got that internal piece, you can make those external decisions um, better because you're not reacting to your emotion hmm. rather than not to make those external decisions at all. It's just hmm. that you know, when you do make them, you're going to make them more measured. Well, I think they're sort of saying you can still acknowledge those emotions, right? But it's just saying don't react emotionally. You can still feel sad. You can still feel happy. Um, but it's just don't let them run you, if you know what I mean. Like, be, but, yeah. like that's not what I mean. Feel it be rational about the action you take. But I mean, like, so we're looking at this thing about not desiring those things that you don't have control over. Hmm. So let's Yeah, say, what does that do to ambition? Correct. So if you work for an organization and the way you get promotion is by impressing other people. Yeah. If you see, if you actually despise those things that are out of your control, then you're not going to desire to impress those people. Now they might be impressed with you because of the way you conduct yourself mm. and then you get that promotion anyway. But do you get what I mean? Like it takes away, I think your motivation to try and impress that person as much as someone else who wouldn't be following that philosophy i would take it more that you know utilize the, the 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 power that you have now to to do that in the best way that you possibly can right because that that's that's what you want to do all the time right um be your best be the best you can be and by doing that you you can still 
aspire and if you have the the potential and you you have the power within you to be able to do the the job that's two steps ahead of where you are then you should still be aiming for it because you're like i know i can do that that it is within my power i'm just not there yet in the hierarchy so i don't think it necessarily has to limit you and sorry i'm gonna sound a bit tony robbins here but i mean like (laughs) it's if it's in your 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 mind that you know i i can do that then it's probably just a matter of keep working till you actually have the power to be able to to take that step. Um, I'll be selling the tickets to my fire walking uh, weekends coming up soon. It's ten thousand dollars. I'm going to sit on the fence. I, I see where you're both coming from, and I, I I think Lachlan's right, but I also see where you're saying, Tim, in the sense that. Um, it could limit ambition and you might miss opportunities because you're not thinking, oh, if I go fix that problem over there, it's not my responsibility if it's outside my power, but if I could do it, then, you know, maybe that would lead to something because you might just look at it and go, not my problem outside my power. Well, let me put it so to there's a risk. Way. I think it's not, it's like an unnecessary outcome, but it's certainly, I think it's a potential risk. Let me put it to you a different way. The, a position above you becomes available and someone else desires that position they're very very hungry for it but you know that the only way to get that position is impressing people that you you have no control over their impression of you right so i think if someone is following the the stoic practice they're not going to try and seek the approval of these people to get that position they're just going to be themselves. So whereas the other person might, I don't know, brown nose maybe or something like that. You get what I mean? Like Sophist, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'll go the sophist path to get it. Yeah. So the... the and, and then when they do get it, you won't care because you didn't want it. Well, but, but you're saying you did want it. So... No, I'm not saying that you do. I'm saying... Oh, you, okay let's say like you have the capacity and ability to do that function but because it's yeah. out of your control who makes that decision sure you're not going to lose sleep over whether or not you're the you're the person i think that kind of oh, what you're yeah. saying there tim is what you're saying kind of is supported by that quote from i don't know last week or the week before where he says you know it's like a banquet and if the dish floats past you take some and if it doesn't you don't get upset yeah. And then if you decide not, and if you hate that dish, then you're at a higher, even, even higher level. I think if you were to take that to an extreme, you probably in that situation that you're describing there too. Yeah. And so the person who it goes past and they're not at peace with it going past that, that will, that might make them go, well, I'm going to leave this company and go to that company and get that job as hmm. a middle finger to this company. You know, like it'll, it'll drive them harder to pursue that, thing than the person who's just willing to go well i wasn't chosen sailor v life goes on but would um would epictetus's response to that be that you know that's your fate and um don't let that impression get a hold of you and well i I would look at that maybe a little bit differently in that maybe you're not actually being your best because you haven't lived up to your potential um Mm. maybe you would have got that that job had you really pushed it as hard as you possibly could as far as like just doing the job and you're going to dazzle them with your brilliance or something i know there's always um you know i don't think you're right tim like a a stoic wouldn't stoop to that level of um i don't know sucking up or putting on a putting on a display because that's that's vulgar right yeah um and i think they would want to have their sort of um their efforts sort of speak for them in a sense but i I suspect though that like there's nothing wrong with having the 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 desire to to do your best and to achieve more actually you know what this is this is this conversation from the republic Mm. this is this is the person being just versus the unjust essentially sure yeah so then it's what's your definition of success is your definition of success having internal peace and not being a slave or is your definition of success being able to get more material things the answer is well 
it's what you want, I guess. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, different people have different wants. Um, I think most of the Stokes would say wanting stuff is dumb. Um, <laughs> that should be in a t-shirt please get one socrates head wanting stuff is dumb socrates yeah head. followed by pass the foie gras <laughs> yeah. yeah do not yeah. desire free range soy latte be content with dairy <laughs> I saw, uh, just, yeah. this is like digression here, but I saw there's some um, new uh, animated series on Netflix. I can't remember what the name of it was. And there was uh, some uh, girl doing a, a protest in the uh, the food aisle and it had a sign there saying, stop milking the almonds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I found that so funny. <laughs> That's great. Well, let's, let, let's, let's go for a simpler example for this 20 um road rage someone someone flips you off driving so that's the foul words or blows themselves in outrage Mm. um you know what do we think about that one doesn't make you angry it depends it depends I've had that happen to me a couple of times and I've handled it different ways. <laughs> so maybe this is a place for us to start is, is the whole, cause we all drive. Yeah. People annoy me all the time while I drive. I'm becoming a grumpy old man. Um, and when my wife comes in the car with me, after she has me in the car with me for a few months, <laughs> she'll just start rousing at me for being so grumpy at other people. <laughs> I'll be like, look at this. Idiot. I am. Um... <laughs> It's just like the kids are in the car. I'm like, he's an imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think I don't know whether I'm getting old too, mate. But um, I'm I get really passive aggressive now. Like if if you do something in traffic, you don't have to worry about me getting out of the car or you know not carry on. You just want to hope that I'm not in front of you at the next set of lights. You want to hope I don't box you in somewhere because I'm just going to drive slow. I'm going to pretend I can't see you. <laughs> I'm going to do everything I can to make you to upset you without actually doing anything. That's the way I handle it now. This well, is also, like passive aggressive driving. So there's an intersection on the way home for me where it's exiting at Walgrove Road off the M4, and you turn right, and the road that you're turning onto it always banks up for people turning right onto the motorway mm. and everyone knows this and so everyone who's sensible queues up in the left lane because once they turn right they can go around this other queue and head on their merry way home and there's always some imbecile who tries to come up in the right hand lane and then as soon as everyone's turned right push over because they've got the smaller circle to turn right they think oh, i'll just go here duck around the corner and nick in front of the other car and I just get a certain amount of joy whenever I'm at the front of that intersection in the left lane in my car in my WRX because I know I'm getting around that corner first. <laughs> it doesn't matter who that person is or what they're in or on, I'm getting around that corner yeah. first. And the <laughs> amount of times I've just annoyed the hell out of people <laughs> because they then can't get over because I'm right next to them. And I know that's so petty and I shouldn't do it. <laughs> But every time I do it, so maybe this is an I, example that uh, I can. I, I take can remember. I, I remember my dad doing something like that um, when I was a kid. For some reason, I don't know why, but we're in peak hour and we're driving this uh, this back way, and it's a fairly wide road, but it is only like one lane in each direction. And for some reason, this dickhead decides to try and run up the inside to um, try and sneak past everybody and, and cut back in. And so um, dad sees him and just just slowly starts like edging over over the I reckon he was driving about a centre and a half off the guy's car and just kept on just like edging over just to, just to block this <laughs> Like I'm on the passenger side, I can see this guy. I'm just like I'm just looking straight ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to acknowledge what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, my dad could be like so passive aggressive with that sort of thing. Like he's like, "There's one lane. 
you're not coming over, Tiger. You know, like come on the grass before you're getting across here. <laughs> That's surprising because uh, your dad's such a top bloke. Like, he's so chill. So. He has his moments. <laughs> <laughs> now, but look, I, I can remember um, just talking about getting sort of um, flicked off or something. I think I've told you the story, Tim, is a long time ago. But uh, I was driving down the motorway and I was driving my wife's car, which at the time was a super gutless uh, Hyundai i30 1.6 litre automatic. So it had no go whatsoever. But oh, when you're cruising, it's it terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was so slow. Um, it could cruise okay once you were going. But like, anyway, so anyway, I was overtaking someone. I was going faster than them. I was going around them. But I was probably just going like 10 k's an hour faster than them. So it's just kind of like cruising past this thing. And I had some young bloke um, in an old Corolla going absolutely flat stick. So I don't know. He's like way, 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 way over the speed limit and just came like, I could see him in my rear view. And I put the foot flat to the floor, but the little 1.6 just wasn't giving me anymore. So I just, I just couldn't like, like hoof it to get out of the way. And he came like right up and last second braked like right on the back of me and I had the kids in the back seat of the car. And uh, so I was upset because I was worried for my kids more yeah, than anything. And I was like, this guy's putting my family's life because we're on the motorway doing 120 K an hour. Right. So if you have a prang at that kind of speed, it, it can be it's a problem. Messy. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, I got across. And he went past and I was so pissed. I, I flipped the bird at him and I, and I never do that right ever. <laughs> and then, and then the guy jumped in front of me and threw his brakes on. So I nearly ran up the back of him, um, on the motorway and then took off at like 160 K an hour and just bailed before I could get after him or something like that. And my wife just put a hand on my arm and just goes, it's not worth it. Just let it go. <laughs> I was like, veins were pulsing <laughs> my wife has uh, done the same to me i've never times. been so angry in the car ever <laughs> and well i mean what your wives are saying is exactly what epictetus is saying uh, yeah. totally totally I, I, it was right but you know it's funny even um not now but even like two years later i remember it would still just like i'd instantly my blood pressure <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you would you definitely do a handle on that impression oh man I drew the club lock once on Parra Road we had um I was picked up my wife and two of her friends from being out clubbing it was one in the morning or something stupid driving back up Parramatta Road and we had a car full of young guys just completely came into my lane Told the horn down. Like, what are you doing? Because they were in a bus lane, and then just completely, I had to move into the other lane to get missed by them. They just don't know Hotted what up they were doing. I think I remember. Yes, I won't say anything more about them. No. So, yeah. <laughs> and then when we got to the lights, all four of them got out looking for trouble. Um, after being in the wrong side, just. With no hesitation, just reached over the passenger seat, grabbed the club lock, hopped out of the car and pulled it into two pieces and started walking at him. And uh, they all jumped back in the car and ran a red light to get away. <laughs> so, and then I was very relieved because four against one, even with two club locks, that's not, uh, that's not good numbers. <laughs> but, um, you know, what do you do? Three, three girls kids. in the car. Be patient and stay in the car. <laughs> yeah, if someone just runs in, like almost runs in you, just... Honk the horn, but don't keep holding it down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pride is a mongrel. <laughs> yeah, we're, st no, we're still learning our lessons here, right? So, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, that'll do. Let's go to 21. <laughs> yeah, sure. We could talk about that one all night. All right. So, um, keep before your eyes from day to day death and exile all things that seem terrible, but death most of all. And then you will never set your thoughts on what is low and will never desire anything beyond measure. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So, so uh, is that memento mori? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, I, I, I quite like I quite like it. 
the first half, and then I, I just don't see how the second half follows. So I think it is probably not a terrible idea to keep the idea of the de- of death in your mind every day because I think it mm-hmm. does give you perspective. I just don't see how that will stop you from ever setting your thoughts on what is low or desiring anything beyond measure because if you're if you contemplate death every day, it could have the opposite effect, could it not? Mm. Maybe. I, I thought he was sort of setting it up by um, when he says you'll never set your thoughts on what is low in, I know if you've got things getting you down and he's like, well, I could be dead, you know, so <laughs> in comparison, yeah. should I be getting upset about that? Because, you know, it could all be over. Hey, I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. I've got options to do things. So. I, I don't yeah, know. I think, that's, that's I think, I think no, no. That's, I think that's hundred percent what he's angling for. I think you're right. Um, but for whatever reason, I'm like, well, I mean, if you're, if you think, if you're like, oh, I could be dead. I better take what I can now and live in the moment. That could have the opposite effect. Yeah, I, look, I agree with you too. Like the the tail end of that sentence is a bit bit funny. You'll never desire anything beyond measure. Yeah. I just thought of a new T-shirt. Yolo, Epictetus. <laughs> we're gonna have an amazing range of t-shirts by the end of this podcast oh yes yeah. so. <laughs> amazing range of t-shirts that nobody will buy that's right <laughs> that's it hey my mum will buy one for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i dig this i think it's good um particularly for smaller things like oh no i broke a glass or Freaking, you know, I mucked up this report for work or the car's got a flat tire. Like, yeah, okay. Your flat tire. You're alive. The world is spinning. Yeah. One goes on. Yeah. That's it. Why'd you spill your beans? That's what I thought of when you said that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you haven't seen that, have you, Lachlan? I, I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, we watched The Lighthouse the other day. Ah, okay, yeah. I've been meaning to watch it. Enjoyed it? Strange. Uh, I know I know it's different, yeah. 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 Uh, I liked it, Ruben. Um, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Second time I watched it, I, when I actually think I understood it, I did like it, yeah. Mm. But I think more so just because it's interesting. It's an interesting movie. Yeah. I'll have to do a, a film review of that at some point, once Lachlan's watched it. Sure. Is it as good as... Uh... Is it the room? <laughs> the same director, wasn't it? No, no, no. 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 To- oh, the room's Tom no. was there. Oh, that's that. Have you seen that, Lachlan? No, I know you've mentioned it many times, but I, I have, uh, I have not partaken of the room. All right, movie night, my place. So we're going to watch that. We should do a review. <laughs> the philosophy. That's funny. The first thing. I just typed in the lighthouse, right, to see what came up. The first question there is: Is the lighthouse boring? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ruben's wife would say yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. uh, too funny. What's funny is I think she slept for all but ten minutes of it, and she still got the story. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's actually true. It's actually true. Yeah, because she had some knowledge of uh, Greek. Uh, mythology and she happened to wake up with this bit this one particular bit where it was uh referring to that and then she got the story so good on yeah uh, okay. actually well, um, that's a good point it is greek mythology so you should definitely check that out young oh, i will because I, I do enjoy the greek mythology i, I was going to say uh the director is actually the same for the northman rubes yeah yes. that's what i was trying to see if you guys had a night free we we're going to go see it but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got a night free no i'll this week, man. I, I never have a night free. It sucks. All right, mate. Any any <laughs> night. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, I'll figure it out. All right, cool. Um, we are getting off track. True. Yeah. So I reckon we'll do one more, <laughs> and then we'll go to the pub. Yeah. So uh, chew for twenty two, twenty two. Richie Benno number. Excellent. If you set your desire on philosophy, you must at once prepare to meet with ridicule and the jeers of many who will say. Here he is again, turned philosopher. Where has he got these proud looks? Nay, put on no proud looks, but hold fast to what seems best to you in confidence that God has set you at this post. And remember that if you abide where you are, 
those who first laugh at you will one day admire you, and that if you give way to them, you will get doubly laughed at. Mm. Yeah. I like you it. know what I thought immediately after reading this? That, mm. um, that saying, never apologize to a mob. Ooh. Off the never back of that last line. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, look, I think um, it's uh, it's good advice. I mean, it, it's interesting about the, the philosopher part at the start, right? And, then, and you can understand, like, when we were thinking about, like, the Republic and, and that path for philosophy um, and how the philosophers were viewed, you can understand where they're sort of coming from there. Um, so you could sort of say, you know, you, you, you would get potentially jeered if that's, that's what you're going to do. Um, but, um, yeah, look, if that's the course you want to walk, then don't worry about what other people think, do what's, do what's right for you, you know, go and do it. So exactly. in, in that sense, I think that's good advice whether you want to be a philosopher or whatever you want to do, you know, it's your life, your yeah. decision. If there's something you really want to do, who cares if someone else thinks it's a dumb idea, you know, I just, I just like, I like these predictions at the end is basically like, um, you know, if you do it right then one day they're going to realize you were right because philosophy mm. is supposed to be about truth and all truth and wisdom, right? So if you, if you do it right, yeah. you're going to get to the truth and, and you're going to be wise and then eventually people will realize that. And then, but then he's like, and then the downside is if you, if you give way to them, if you give into them, into the jeering, um, they're just going to laugh at you double. Yeah. So there's yeah. no point giving in anyway because, yeah. uh, you know, you're just going to be ridiculed more, which is why I say don't yeah. apologize to the mob. Yep, fair point. Well, that that quote of don't apologise to the mob reminded me of Marcus Aurelius. Um, one of his quotes is, the object of life is not to be on the side of the majority, but to escape finding oneself in the ranks of the insane. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's such a great quote. That's a mad quote. <laughs> Very nice. I think, um, you know, it's... Um, it's a good idea about it, ignoring that the naysayers and stuff like that. But I, I think it's got relevance whether you look at philosophy or not, though, right? I mean, uh, Tim, yeah. you could say, you know, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to uh, become a, a chef. People might be going, oh, no. Yeah, what? But, you know, like <laughs> if you, uh, if you, you know, stuck at it and became a really good chef, then like good on you. But, you know, I, I think it is like sort of a thing about, um, like, there's nothing wrong with failing if you've tried really hard at something, but if you just kind of give up, I mean, it is pretty weak, right? So, um, you're, no, but you're right. Like if, if Tim said to us right now, I'm quitting my job, I'm becoming a chef. We'd be and then we make, yeah. we'd make fun of him. Yeah. And then if he's, if then he's like, yeah, all right, I'm not going to do it. We wouldn't let it go. We'd be calling yeah. him a chef for the next six yeah. months. Like, hundred yeah. percent, but yeah. I'm already a good cook. So mission accomplished. Debatable. Wow. We play chef every day. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, children? Yeah, look, I, I like this. Um, I like that he's saying don't get the proud looks going. That's, that's a nice mm. little reminder. Yeah. Mm. If we if we have time, can I ask for alternate translations? Yeah, what go one have you sure. got? You got that? I do. Do um yeah. do the other do the other translations uh, use the term God G O D with a capital G? What do they translate it a different way? Every translation does. Yes. That's so weird to me. <laughs> no, I just find it weird because he's all you know. He's he's not really talking about. Like, we still don't really know what he means by that. Um, I, I just assumed with the other quotes he's talking about faith. Like we were talking about on Plato, but, but yeah. they, they, they were at this point in time open to the idea of monotheism historically, weren't they? You might be right, and it's probably got to do with the fact that we don't. I mean, we don't we don't really have an extensive understanding of where we are in terms of history, and mm. we we haven't read really, his background material, so we don't really know where he's at. Yeah, but even uh, you know, when we're looking at the Republic, and this came like later on, but. Um, you know, he was dancing with monotheism at that point in time, which, right. you know, yeah. wasn't established, but it was sort of a, you know, idea kicking around, I guess. But um, Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. Uh, do you want? Um, would you like to hear the modern one? I'll give you the modern, the oh, ultra modern one. It'll be horrible, but go for it. If you really want to pursue philosophy, be ready to take flack from people who'll say, here comes Mr. Philosopher again. And where do you get the snotty look? As for you, skip the snotty look and stick to your job, just as though God himself has given it to you. Make these principles part of your life and the people who jeered will eventually respect you. If you let them get to you instead, they'll get to laugh at you twice. It's pretty, pretty simple. It's <laughs> not bad. Yeah. It's but maybe it's just the way you read it, but to me, I'm like, that actually sounds like an Aussie translation. It does, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like... It's an Aussie man does philosophy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, if you really want to pursue philosophy. <laughs> Mate, just do your job. Yeah, don't say yeah, nah. you got to stay with it. <laughs> don't say yeah, nah. Say nah, yeah. It's either yeah or it's nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy's mad. Uh, so we off to the pub now yeah let's head down to our favourite locale hopefully I can find out so this is where Timmy springs some kind of popular question oh I spring it Whoa. <laughs> uh, no I actually I don't really have a topical question, but I was going to discuss um, philosophy with your kids. So my kids have both mentioned in the last few weeks that they've noticed I like philosophy. And Charlie mentioned my son the other day that, oh, you know, dad would love it if I get into philosophy because he started talking about religious studies at school and he's going to a Catholic school. It's the first year he's been going to this school. So I started asking questions. He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, but you should be asking these questions. This is interesting stuff. And then, but they always torment me about it, as kids do in my family. But both of them have asked me really serious questions this week. So I think there's some truth in the thing we just read about you just got to stick with it. <laughs> and I'm seeing yeah. that truth through my children first, because at first they're like, oh, dad was boring philosophy, blah, blah, blah. But um, all of a sudden, the, both of them are asking serious questions. So I was just wondering if you guys had any questions asked by your kids about it. You go first, Rubes. Oh, um, yeah. I no, I have a different story altogether. But I, uh, when COVID first hit, might have been the first lockdown. The boys couldn't go to school, and I might have been on leave. Or something anyway um so i actually made a point of sitting down with them for a couple of minutes every day and just going uh we're going to do a little bit of learning you know and i'm like i can't teach them math or anything like that so i actually kind of did like impromptu faux socratic um classes with them where we'd sit down and talk about you know what is philosophy and i, I tried to get them to understand um you know the different schools of philosophy like epistemology and ontology and uh, ethics um so uh and they really liked that they enjoyed it um i have no idea how much i took away from it i'm not particularly good at teaching things so um so you know i've, I've had a little bit of that to me so I, I think it's good and i had one other idea um not directly out of philosophy but i've been reading a lot of c.s lewis essays and um what i want to do is write a kind of try to not rewrite them, but pull out the main ideas out of them and put them in writing and hopefully put them up on our little blog, um, which hasn't got much on it, mind you, um, just as some kind of record, like a, a simple version of it so that maybe my kids can come across it at some point and, and read them. Yeah, nice. Because to me, to me, um, those those C.S. Lewis essays are basically like distilled wisdom. Um, but I think they need sort of further distilling for somebody who's not going to go off and read them, but just like, you know, mm. something real simple, like bam, 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 here's the idea. So I'd love to do that. I've, I've no idea whether I can do it well. And if I try it and it's terrible, then I won't post it. So. It's worth doing. It's worth doing badly. It's all good. That's true. Um, but, the, the, but the idea being there, I, uh, I'd like to be able to share concisely with my kids and anyone else who's willing to listen to it, things that I think are important, things that I've learned. Hmm. Yeah, cool. How about you, Lachlan? Yeah, um, I guess 
I certainly uh, have been talking about like ideas that I find interesting that I think um, <clears throat> at different times are going to be useful. Um, mostly with my eldest because um, he's 11. So year six, <clears throat> there's a lot of sort of challenging concepts that start to come up and like um, you have conversations about like what makes someone good. And uh, you know, that's like surprisingly deep question to sort of kind of get into. Um, it is so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, so we've wound up having some pretty interesting combos. Um, I mean, it's not like he's come and sort of said, hey dad, can we like sit down and uh, philosophize? But you know, <laughs> inevitably I think like kids do come up with some like really curly questions sometimes. And uh, if anything, I think some of this, we'll, we'll call it like um, hobby studying that we're sort of pseudo doing. Um, has actually been really useful to help think about different ideas and be able to sort of frame them just to not give answers, but just get them thinking about some stuff. And, um, yeah, it's been pretty cool. I, I, I'm glad I've done this stuff and I think they've been good conversations with the kids. So, you know, so you're saying there's been some real benefit to, uh. I reckon, doing. yeah. I mean, it's funny if you had yeah, it like nice. asked it specifically like that, I might have struggled to think of something. But, um, but yeah, I was just like, no, actually, it, it, we have probably had some pretty surprisingly deep combos <laughs> on some of this stuff. And he's only eleven, you know. But I think it's an age where you start to see things happening around you, and you're starting to um, lose a little bit of your naivety, and so you're asking questions like. Oh, why did things happen like this sometimes you know why would somebody purposely do the wrong thing why do some people try and do the right thing and you know yeah right well that's stuff so hmm. yeah, yeah it's interesting. interesting like even today yeah. i had a convo with my daughter about what is morality because she was like yeah. what, what does this word moral mean and i'm like oh that's a interesting question yeah so we had a little chat and um, she's also asked other questions, like, because we're, I'm Christian, my wife's Christian. And she's like, oh, how do we know? Because um, she went on a camp for ch with church. <clears throat> and one of the questions she asked was, how do you know that Christianity is the, the right religion you know, with all these other ones? Sure. And um, I said, well, what was their answer? And she went through the answer, and I was like, wow, that was a really weak answer. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, oh, really? <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, I'm like, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about this a little bit. And, um, so that that was good, and and having that uh, understanding of what Socrates said about the just man, and mm. that you know someone who's truly just has the spark of divinity of God, and would end up getting crucified by society, I kind of pointed at that and went, well, this yeah. dude five hundred years before sort of worked through it rationally and went to be this, you need this plus this, and then this is the result, and so that's mirrored here so for me that's like something that makes me go this makes sense mm. and um so i was able to use philosophy to have that conversation with her but then my son comes out with some corkers as well um you know like he's like oh if if evolution happened then why does morality matter and it's like oh. <laughs> why do my kids take wow. after me why do my kids ask me these questions <laughs> I'm like, bro, like some adults haven't figured that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, dude. Um, it's going to take a week. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the best example of evolutionary morality is this. And because I, I thought, yeah, don't straw man the argument that I don't agree with. Go for the strongest one. Bang. Here's yeah, the strongest right argument I know of. And then this is why I don't agree with that and I think it's this but you know you need to make your own decision so I'm like same sort of thing Lachlan I'm so glad that yeah. we've done this I had no idea yeah. how much it would serve me as a parent but mm. now it's just like oh my gosh I'm so glad that we've been doing this because if we hadn't I would feel so confused on how to answer these questions yeah 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 interesting yeah it's been great it's actually uh it's funny you mentioned the one with Emma's question there um, about um, how do you know which religion's the right one because there's there's so many. I've actually been thinking about that lately because I um, 
I'm sort of expecting my eldest to ask the same question because he's been asking about other religions a little bit more lately. Yeah. And I was literally just thinking this week, I was like, that question is going to come up um, sometime it soon. I've got, a, I've got a feeling, yeah. You better um, believe that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> that's mad. Are you ready? Do you have an answer? Or are you like, no, oh, no, I don't. That's why I was like, well, after the pub, I'm going to be uh, asking Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. Wow, the pressure's on. Yeah, yeah. No, I tell you, the answer to that question is, I don't know, mate, but let's figure it out together. Yeah. 100%. No, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that was awesome conversation, guys. Um, yeah. Thanks. Um, so I reckon we wrap it up there. And uh, yeah, to those of you listening, I hope that tonight was uh, enjoyable for you and um, that you're enjoying uh, our journey through this book. And uh, remember, the Republic wasn't built in a day, and neither middle-aged men, and uh, neither of our kids. So <laughs> we'll continue having fun with that. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Cheerio. See ya. See you guys.